Hello, dear HSE family, and welcome back to our Hotelcast, the hospitality audio experience. Huh? Still haven't had enough of sustainability? Perfect. Then we actually feel the same. Fortunately, we covered this topic in great detail at our last conference, our Coco Coco event. E-mobility somehow still sounds like futuristic to you? Well, we already clarified in one of the first episodes that the flying cars from back to the future unfortunately still do not exist. But let's get back to business. The concept to create new mobility concepts with e-mobility and profit from them also sounds futuristic. But it isn't. You're not a believer? Well, then you should listen to this panel on our main stage powered by the Redo. Have fun. I'm Niels, um, I'm from Deals Hotel in Koblenz. Uh, it's a family-run hotel, I'm the fourth generation. And um, well, we started with e-mobility or shared mobility with the company e-vehicle, who the Richard is the representative of about in, which started in July. And so we are now five months down the road. And it's been with challenges, but it's been doing good so far. Richard. Lovely, my name is Richard. I'm the co-founder of eVehicle. Uh, the core of our brand is shared electric mobility in a full-serviced approach combined with a cooperative business model. Hakan. I can match that. <laughs> My name is Hakan uh, from Wireland, so we are based in Berlin and in, in Munich. And our goal is really to create the future of e-mobility together with the, with the hotels. Lars. Why are you here, Lars? Exactly, yeah. You should be Stefan. No, Lars yeah. jumped in for Stefan. Please. That was me before the haircut. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> it was a wild night. Um, yeah, why am I here? Uh, good question. I'm an e-mobility addict, so I am a big fan of e-mobility, Berlin-based, central living, that I live without a car, uh, all based on e-mobility. Now I moved out the city center and I have to suffer the consequences. But also um, what I like is uh, we are supporting independent hotels and resorts. So I think that e-mobility plays a vital role and I want to obviously add some drops here or better get more inside. So. I missed uh, the intro party in Berlin. Was it three weeks ago, uh, Hakan? Yes, three weeks yeah? ago. Of your wall mount, whatever. I'll get one for my garage. He promised if he goes up to stage, so <laughs> now I have to deliver. But you need a car for this. <laughs> That's no, the I'll challenge, pay for it. Daniel. I'll pay for it. So, Hakan, why should uh, hotels specifically invest into e-mobility from your perspective? First of all, I would like to create a bit of awareness. That's also what I'm doing when, when I'm talking to our hotel partners and to make sure or because sometimes they think um, it's just a trend or a label. So it's not really going away. It's like the Internet, I would say. So and uh, there was the topic climate change. So we have really ambitious goals uh, within the European Union to reduce uh, carbon emissions, for, for example, by 55 percent until 2030. In Germany, it's 65%. And then, um, talking about Germany, the goal of our government is to have 10 million electric cars on the street uh, until 2030, 1 million public charge points. So that's the reason why really it's, it's not going away, so it will be a part of our life. And that's the reason why you have to think about solutions and why you have to invest in uh, e-mobility. So that's um, the overall topic. And then... <coughs> 
uh, then of course it's the customer. I mean, they are paying. They are paying for the for the hotel. Having one million cars on the streets means so a customer, especially in a leisure business, so they're coming with an electric car. So I know from 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 corporate accounts, for example, pharma industry. So if they do this uh, request for information, which they do every year before they sign a contract with you, so some companies say, say it's mandatory really to have a charging infrastructure. For example, if you don't right. have it, you're you are out. So and. Uh, it's also, I mean, it's very positive to think, to say, okay, how can you profit from it? But you could also say, how can you avoid to lose profit or to lose uh, customers? Uh, so, and, and then there was a topic OTA. So if I search Hakan for- Hakan goes on forever and ever. <laughs> we go off stage, it's okay. <laughs> so I work five years for, for Expedia, so that's why I'm no, an OTA you. supporter now. I mean, so the best scenario for a hotel is, of, of, of course, uh, to get direct bookings, but to be honest, the most of the people that they are using, like, I don't know, booking.com or hotels.com, and if you, I mean, if I'm driving an electric car and if I search for a hotel, it's, for example, it's four stars, I don't know, 100 euro, and there is the click box on the left side, and I click on charging infrastructure. So if you don't have it, you are out. So, and if you have it, for example, so you can, you can uh, get new customers. But I have a question. Why is it so difficult for us hotels basically to implement the, uh, these um, lo uh, charging infrastructure? For example, normally, or when I was um, dealing with the topic before, all the companies try to basically push the responsibility on the reception, on the hotel, instead of um, well, keeping the responsibility with the company which, which is basically selling the electricity for it. And that's something I, can't, I never understood. And that's why, for example, we never had a um, charge point so far in the hotel. Because, oh, Richard. <laughs> because I think a lot of companies just don't uh, took it serious. I mean, again, in numbers, our government wants to have 10 million electric vehicles on the street by 2030. I think in the last month, it was like the first month where more electric vehicles got um, registered newly, more than um, combustion engines or diesel. Um, so, from... Uh, People like Stefan in the audience was one of the first uh, audio drivers, uh, electric drivers. I mean, now um, it's going into the masses. Yeah. So urban mobility turns electric, no doubt. Um, and uh, I think now the, the, um, the investment decisions are there to make. Um, and um, right now I have the feeling that a lot of companies just choose a different stuff. There are not many um, companies who are like, offering a full service packages. Coming to Lars, um, and, and you just founded a sustainable hotel corporation across the world, right? So maybe you get to talk to many hoteliers that try different things and share those perspectives and think about what can be the nitty-gritty deal. Do we just believe into it or can we make a business out of it? What's their take, what's your take on that? Is that a future business model and how can you take advantage of it if it is one? Well, I think the, the question is actually, in, in, the, in the context of the global, that there are areas in which it is no subject at all, so we don't even bring it up. Yeah. Um, but I think especially in the pandemic, I guess many of us have seen that this local travel um, has saved many properties. Look at the Dach market, yeah, I mean, uh, specifically. And, and therefore, I, yes, I do think that having a good infrastructure in place, you as a hotelier, you will benefit from it. Um, the profit, does it come directly from the charging station? Or does it come through having a better rate or higher demand? That is a different profit level. And I don't yeah. want to say today that we have the experience on that. 
but that you will make more profit by offering it in the midterm, I'm very sure. But is the decision, when you speak to them and when they are already open towards sustainability and e-mobility, is there tendency in the decision right now rather to do something right? Or is it really already, hey, how can I make profit from it? From the feedback that you get from the market? It's, it's slightly switching to, I, well, there's a little bit of a push in the market, which is something that Niels also said, you know, you know we, we, people request it and nobody else is putting it, so we must offer it. Um, I wouldn't overdo it, but like 60% say, you know, I think this is the right thing to do. We work on other mobility options in the future. Yes, we all know that, but that's the one, 10 millions to take care of for the moment. Yeah. So there is a business approach to it and doing good, you know. Cool. Niels. You're the hotelier here, right? And, and maybe you can explain the audience here on site, but as well online. What did you implement? What are the different, hello, the different devices uh, uh, or uh, applications that you implement? And, and how do people react? How do your guests react to that? Uh, well, in short, we implemented shared mobility concept in the hotel with um, three scooters, e-scooters, and four e-bikes. And well, the main reason why we implemented this is because we are a city or near city hotel, which means about 1.5 uh, kilometers from city center. Mm -hmm. During summertime, it's perfectly matched during daytime with a ferry boat going from the hotel to the city center. But in the evening at 6 p.m., the ferry boat goes down, so everyone has to walk or take a taxi, and um, you know some people are too lazy to do. So the response was also like, um, well, nice hotel, beautiful view from the river, uh, on the river, but you always have to walk over to town um, after 6 p.m. And, and, so and, and the feedback from the guests, how, what, what do they say when they, well, when you approach them telling you, hey, you guys can just rent a scooter in instead of paying a taxi, what's the reaction to all the different aspects you have? Well, first of all, we put the scooters and the bikes right into the entrance area, so basically all the guests entering the hotel they more, more or less stumble over the um, yeah, the devices basically. And they're already looking, oh, okay, they have scooters and e-bikes um, over here, so maybe later on we can grab a bike or a scooter and see something of the town. And that's something really working, and um, it's really interesting to see that the people are um, actually willing to give it a chance. Mm. I mean, in different places like Cologne, you have all these scooters falling yeah. uh, all over the city, yeah. but in Koblenz there's no offers on shared mobility, and basically we started this uh, e-vehicle together we started um, the first shared mobility concept in Copelands and it's slowly getting kicked off. Okay, so just, even, even for the leisure market... Just to add on it, I mean, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a new business model, but the question is if we talk about e-mobility, for example, uh, you are a hotel, so do you really have to own everything? This means, so you asked earlier about, uh, you know, like buying the infrastructure, for example. It's e-mobility and uh, charging infrastructure is just one. So then maybe you want to offer, I don't know, some scooters, some bicycles or whatever. Do you really have the money? Is it your core business? Yes or no? This is a, really a question which yeah. you have to ask yourself and then to make the decision yes or no. And you don't, it's, it's like, you know, like asset light, you don't have to pay for it, you don't have to own right. it, there are really models where you can say, okay, like we are doing for example, so you can really offer everything, so we are doing the whole service, we're doing the payment and everything, and there is no investment for you for example. Uh, it's, it's the other way around, so you can, you, you can say, okay, there is, I don't know, like a revenue share model for example, after two or three years, but then you are able really to offer a service, but the reality is, if you, I mean, I'm driving an electric car, the reality is, so I would say it's less than 5% of the hotels, they have the 
perfect infrastructure for, for, for electric cars. The rest is really sometimes very painful. You're getting me headaches. I'm about to get an electric car. Actually, the waiting line is 10 plus months currently to get one, at least the one I want to have. Richard, how do you see that? I mean, what, what gives headache is uh, the installation costs of putting charging infrastructure in. I mean, the cities, yeah. your hotel is pretty old, were uh, therefore not built to uh, have enough energy for uh, fueling cars. Um, so I think... It's really important to differentiate. The one thing is the structural side. I mean, old buildings need a technical update if they want to deal with charging infrastructure and with the charging needs of their future customers. And what we are talking about is the vehicles and the shared mobility offer um, that uh, gives people more options um, to, to go around. Because, I mean, normally people don't go to a hotel and stay in the room. They normally want to experience something. They want to go out. They want to... Uh, Ch jumping on that, Richard, um, uh, when you guys uh, are confronted with new projects, what, what's the main concerns of hotels that you face? What's the biggest question marks they have before implementing such a scenario in their hotels? Um, normally, hotels don't do it because they don't have the capacity, shortage of staff, to take care of those bicycles and the scooters. Mm -hmm. So that's why we are offering a full-service approach uh, where we promise that the vehicles will be functional and will be taken care of, mm -hmm. as well as um, the rental contract. So the customers have the rental contract directly with us. Um, so everything that comes with insurance or damages is then dealt by us and not with the hotel. Last? Yeah, I think, thank you for bringing up the, the total picture of e-mobility. I, I have a question because looking at the hoteliers, one of the, uh, the key needs is to understand, if I speak to you guys especially, I have uh, a small property, let's say 30 rooms up to 60. I'm not talking a bit the city center or Hilton's or whatever. When do you become profitable? Because I understand what your business model is, but would you listen to them if somebody calls you 30 bedrooms, Lüneburger Heide, uh, I want this and that? What, what do you tell them? Hakan? I would say yes, I would listen to you first. <laughs> no, no, because, uh, I mean, uh, uh, right now, so there are also some, you know, some, some subsidy funds from, from the government, for example, and we are helping uh, independent hotels like you, for example, so to get all these uh, subsidy funds, uh, for example. And uh, our experience is, of course, it's much better to, I don't know, to sign a hotel with a chain like Leonardo Hotels, for example. It's one signature, 80 hotels, uh, but uh, our experience is especially in the, in the independent uh, hotels, so they, they take, um, uh, take care about, about, about this business. So that's also how we earn our money. So it's not like selling the, the charging infrastructure. So we are really earning money with software, for example, with, with payment and stuff like, stuff like this. And they advertise like having, having uh, 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 the infrastructure in, in the hotel so that we, we, we see that the turnaround is much higher in independent hotels than, for example, in, in, in uh, like in city hotels with like bigger chains, for example. Maybe this has also something to do at the moment there is more leisure travel than business travel, so this right. could be also one reason. Lars, I also would definitely pick up my phone. Um, 30 rooms is a, is a small hotel. However, then I would uh, suggest you let's start small. I mean, let's try set, in, set up two bicycles, two scooters, and um, we have an open book uh, approach. So you can actually see by the end of the month how often uh, the vehicles were used. And if, you, if we then together find out, well, um, there have been requests, but no available vehicles, well, it's not a problem to add, add on that. Are there any f 
maybe again to all three of you and then you later on. Are there any fears in the overall context that you guys face apart from the investment from hoteliers that say, oh, I'm afraid this will gonna happen, whatever. Is it a big difference between the leisure market, as you just mentioned, compared to the cities where we all have the Lime scooters and what have you and the, and the Lyft or whatever? I don't know the brands, I never use them. Um, is there a big difference? And what, what, are, what are factors to overcome now in the first one to two years that are supposed to come and then in the future? Maybe I start because you guys yeah. have the arguments to overcome. <laughs> um, I think the hotelier has, has still, if it's an inside, if it's a garage building, there is a security aspect, a lack of knowledge, um, and, and obviously that has to be you know, tackled. You know, you, and people will say, how do I maintain? What if people have a problem? But also, uh, we have heard that if you do e-bikes, e-scooters, and you have people on vacation, you know, all relaxed, having a little upper spritz. You know, what's about, you know, liability? You know, you rent this out. Yeah. People might use it the first time on vacation or whatever. So these are the arguments that we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mean, yeah, it's first it's it's well, when we talk to hotels, they say it's it's the, the operation part. So they, they say we don't have the resources, for example, and we don't see that we can earn money with that. Mm. So we can, I mean, may, maybe can get new customers and we would like to offer this as a service. But ideally, we would like to have nothing to do with that. So you can install everything. So do the payment for us, do the maintenance. Even if they have a question, they should not ask the reception. So it's, it's cool for us. It's, it's, uh, it's, an, additional, it's an additional service mm. and also the liability. Of, of, of course, and, it should, and be, should be clear if you, if you, if you, I don't know, uh, implement something somewhere to really to make sure to see also the, the this side of liability. And in, uh, jumping to you in a second, as well the investment is that a big headache? Because obviously in the German market, I know it, 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 it is. It is. I mean, you how know, do you resolve it? <laughs> I mean, we resolve it. In, I mean, now it's very easy for, for independent hotels. It's, again, the subsidy from, from, from the government, subsidy fund, it's 80%. So it's more or less free of charge for, every, for everyone, for, for, for smaller properties. So if you don't have revenue, more than 45 million euros, so you get everything from, from the government, 80%. And we add the, you know, the difference between 80 and 100 yeah. to 20, the 20%. So it's, it's much easier. And, and with, if we talk to bigger hotel chains, we also see the opportunity opportunity if the business is coming back, especially the, the corporate business. So, so we can earn money. So we are earning with the transaction, with the software, and we are offering really the whole service. So we are really offering the hardware, we are offering the software, we are paying for the electricity, but we are also keeping the whole revenue. Um, so that's uh, how you keep the revenue. But, that sounds no, like a good business model. But no, no, but this means if, if we are if, no, but if we are cut him off. No, but it's it's uh, to be honest. I mean, if we are talking like for a hotel chain with with uh, I'm in negotiation with one. So it's 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 50 properties, for example. It's 50 uh, properties across uh, um, uh, Germany. So and we are talking about an investment from one million euro. So it's uh, that's the you know the other side of the coin. Richard, how do you overcome those challenges or those headaches? I mean, liability, I overcome easily in telling the hotelier, well, uh, the, the rental contract is through us. Um, the biggest challenge we have right now, we are a young startup, I have to mention. We have a young startup is to earn trust. Yeah. To earn trust that our promise, a full service shared mobility offer is functional and works. And that uh, Neil's stuff, for example, without any hesitation, tells his guests uh, here, this is our offer uh, and we are proud to, to, to provide that to you. 
Niels, jumping back to you. Well, you're the experienced guy here with doing it, turning it around, actually, so you're the pro. Um, from you as a business owner, and, and how many months are you in operation with e-mobility? Um, about five. Five, five months, months? Five months, Five months yeah. in. So obviously it's hard. We are still in a pandemic, I get that. It's not full occupancy compared to before. Um, but if you have a feel for it, like well, how do you see that as a business owner of an individual hotel? Is this something that really will work for you guys? Or are you skeptical? Or are you completely convinced and will buy another 10 e-bikes? What's, what's your take on that? Richard, and if, if, he, if he dries you now... <laughs> I, would, I, I would say, Daniel, it's not his decision because it's a decision of the customer, so there is demand. But still, we want his perspective. <laughs> well, um, being in a family hotel, it's an ongoing conversation between me and um, the older generation base, uh, in general. So basically, my father is questioning the whole decision going into shared mobility at the beginning, or still is at some point, because he's like, okay, well, you're having the shared mobility concept now, and you have the scooters and the bikes, and it looks nice. Nice and Niels, you're using the scooters and some of your guests, uh, some of the guests as well. But well, the return is not there yet, and yeah. obviously um, something I had to learn as well from all the EBE mobilist people is um, there is no immediate return on invest. It's a long-term project, I think, and um, obviously. Or one story is also you. We have to get the whole team involved. So at the beginning, it was a little bit more complicated to get the whole um, setup done with the app and uh, registration and stuff. So some of the staff got scared of, um, okay, should I really recommend um, the guests to use it? Because yeah. then I have to explain how it's run. Because, well, it's, I think it's more in the nature of the German, not yeah. using so much of credit cards or Google Pay or Apple Pay, but rather would like looking for a slip to put in the coin to rent the bike or the scooter. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't work like that because... Um, wasn't me, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's um, an ongoing process, I would say. And um, the most important thing is working with a startup, always giving the information going forth and back. So sometimes also calling at 8 or 9 in the morning saying, hey, well, we got a problem. And they're going to be like, yeah, your team didn't charge the bike. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so there's new process, actually, that you need to implement. Um, let's try to take a little bit the outside perspective and from the audience, if you have questions, please jump in. Anna will have a microphone as well, or I can come down to you and take your questions. Um, Richard, you're not only a hospitality expert, but as well an e-mobility expert as such. Is there stuff happening outside of our industry that we can already look at, that we can learn from, and that where we can consider stuff is going to happen in our industry as well in one, two or three years? Definitely, definitely. So my main profession is I'm coming from real estate uh, um, industry. So what we actually do is that we create our own mobility services for our tenants. So all of a sudden, the housing, real estate industry thinking, well, uh, it's not only our responsibility, that's a new business for us. Because, I mean, every day actually starts in at the house store and ends at the house store. So why should our tenants pay money on cabs, on free-floating services, on, on, on bus and tram, whereas we have the space in front of uh, the tenant's flat, and yeah. we can actually put in the service without actually being involved in the operational topics. So yes. Uh, things are happening and uh, it feels that hospitality or everywhere where people live and mobility offers are just melting into each other. Hakan, 
I'm a little jealous because you drive this lovely electronic car, as you know. <laughs> and we make pictures in front of it, and I show you logo and stuff, and I think like, I should have a car like that as well. Which I don't, <laughs> because I wait. <laughs> the question I have for you is, you're, you're experiencing already the infrastructure, um, the panels in the cars as well, the, oh, where do I need to go next to load my car, um, the user interfaces and all that. How will that, and we spoke about 10 million cars in the future, and please in the audience allow us to speak a little bit. Um, how does the usage of a traveler change, and how do the platforms change as well, the users in, the, in that perspective? Because as you said in the beginning, well, we might book somewhere else in the future because we need to consider where we charge our cars. So how is that changing? You mean as a con as a as a user as as a as a user i mean it it is important so if you i don't know go on a journey for 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 example if you have to charge your car i mean and again it's it's technology if you uh, driving a tesla it's very easy they have perfect technology so they you say i'm i don't know i'm going from let's say berlin uh, to 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 austria so and they tell me exactly how fast i can drive so where is my next stop how long i have to wait there for example to recharge my car it's a, sometimes it's 20 minutes so if i'm traveling on business i know i can do a call from i don't know two o'clock until 220 for example so this is really changing so it's it's much easier for me to travel because i get a lot of information from 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 the software uh, and uh, the, maybe the next will be like this autonomous uh, driving for example so uh, this also a question of 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 time to 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 have to have this and uh, yeah it's it's full of it's full of technology even i mean if you have like i mean you have a son if you have kids so there was a big screen so you can go wherever you want. I'm waiting in front of a supermarket, so you can watch Netflix or Football Sky or whatever. No, you can't. No, you can't. So, <laughs> no, you can't. No, during the, the waiting, <laughs> it really helps you to getting all the all the informations, and it's 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 really quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. not like here. <laughs> no, it's really a cool experience, really, to drive to drive an electric car. It's it really it's it's fun, and 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 so I mentioned it's one. Uh, electric um, cars on the on the street. So what? what, what so there, there is a reason. There is a reason why um, why why people are driving an electric car. This means so if I'm an immobilist, for example, and I'm going into a hotel, so I would also use all this uh, shared uh, uh, like like a shared scooter or, or whatever. So because I like it. So this, there is more and more people. So they are really aware about this, and so that's why I think this is really the. the The, the future, and and it's a combination of every, it's a combination of everything because in like like a e-mobility uh, a driver, so I have the expectation when I go somewhere to a hotel, it's not a, only having. I mean, it's it's charging the car. It's it's it should be mandatory for me, but I have also the expectation to I don't know to use some some sh uh, shared services, for example. Richard. First point, I mean, I think this is really interesting, and this is also like an interesting question to the audience. I mean, until when charging infrastructure and shared mobility is seen as an additional service, and when is it the point where it's just required? Because your customers just expect 
to be able to charge the car and uh, that uh, the, the location is accessible with shared mobility. A second point I want to make is, um, I mean, we see traffic problems in, uh, in, in cities and they're not getting better if we just change combustion cars uh, through electric cars. But I mean, 40% of all cars driving around are actually searching for a parking lot. Mm. And on that stand, sometimes it's lovely to uh, provide uh, e-bikes, light electric vehicles, because I mean, then searching for parking uh, doesn't, is, yeah, it's not needed. We have two minutes left. Anna, you let me know if there's questions from the audience. No? Okay. Well, we, we can go forever if you want. <laughs> um, I just pointed out Benedict as well from Mountain Hotels, because I was, I was there five weeks ago in the meantime. No, it's longer. Eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago. And he showed me around his premises in uh, Kaboon, Tel Amze. Uh, it's a lovely hotel. You have to go there. The restaurant is really good. That was free of charge. Um, and he said, you know, we are building up these new hotels and, and the model behind it is a sustainable model. And we already pre-plan um, that we will have chargers. Tesla chargers? Yeah, Tesla and different ones. Um, so already for new business models, like where you are based as well, Lars, uh, for the new business models, already in the planning phase, right? This plays a key role. And I'm just thinking about, okay, if we plan those, in those chargers and we think about e-mobility, what should people planning right now to open up a hotel in one, two or three years, what should they plan ahead already? If you speak to hoteliers, jump in, Lars. If not, uh, um, in that context, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know you speak to hoteliers. <laughs> but if not, uh, Hakan, what should they consider when planning a new hotel, when planning a new infrastructure? They should consider, I mean, we discussed about the cost for it, for, for example. So if you don't have any kind of infrastructure, so you're starting now, let's say, I don't know, with two uh, parking spaces, for example. So you should also think about the future because you have the cost now. So prepare your, your property for the future, like having, I don't know, four, six, or eight uh, spaces. It's, it's like, I would say, you should have 10 to 20% of, of your parking slots uh, for, for, for electric cars. How do you see that, Lars? We're running out of time, I know. <laughs> well, just to, to finish on a provocative note, I think this is like, you know, Wi-Fi installation some years ago. You know, you could rent it with Swissport and charge people $7.99 for a one-hour power pack. And nowadays, if you don't have a wow Wi-Fi running, you have a big issue. Um, just provocative. I mean, if you build something today new and not just advanced thinking and you don't build in such infrastructure, uh, you will suffer it in the future for sure. Final take from a hotelier, Niels. Uh, what's, what's your planning for the coming two, three, four years when it comes to e-mobility and maybe even with a glimpse into sustainability? Do you have already goals that you want to achieve in the near future in that context? Um, well, yes. Uh, next step would be definitely the point of um, charging infrastructure for cars because yeah, I think that's mandatory in the future. Yeah. And um, well, we'll see how the entire uh, shared mobility concept will kick in and how it will basically yeah, get used by the customers. I think that's the most important, that the customers are willing to accept it and have fun with it. And definitely going to be interesting whether it's going to be an add-on service um, perception of the customer or in future maybe a perception of, okay, let's mandatory of have, uh, having. And to close it down, I have the most difficult question for Richard. Yeah. And maybe you cannot even answer it. Let's see. Let's try. In a nutshell, in 20 seconds, within e-mobility, what's the next big thing? Who? Uh, <laughs> 
we hope uh, that the, the, all those registration processes are not needed any longer, that you just put your mobile phone on the shared e-bike, on the shared e-roller, and you're identified by Google Pay or Apple Pay. So a leaner process, basically. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you to the panel about e-mobility. You can clap if you want. <laughs>